This is episode 79 with Adrian Toby. So one of the things about running a software company is a lot of people tack their software companies onto the backs of giants, right? HubSpot, Infusionsoft, ActiveCampaign, Shopify, right? And you know a lot of these companies have like massive audiences, but at the end of the day, uh, your potential customer acquisition is capped by the number of customers that they have, right? So this, this Formlift product, was capped at the number of people that were going to be using Infusionsoft. And I also had no ownership over the actual customer. Like if I'm running a Shopify store and I buy like a $9 a month app to go on to Shopify, even though I'm paying for that additional app, I'm not their customer. I'm still Shopify's customer. If I cancel Shopify, everything else gets canceled, right? Uh, so that was kind of the reality of my first product. And I'm like, well, we can't, we can't grow this because we have no... We need to have control over the customer and their customer journey. And Infusionsoft has never really been, you know, the strongest leader in terms of customer retention. So uh, we're like, well, let's let's figure something something else out. And I'd already built a WordPress plugin, fairly familiar with the process, knew how, how to market it, and just built basically a CR marketing automation platform that an agency could install into a client's WordPress website, eliminates a whole bunch of problems, a whole bunch of headaches. Uh, and saves a whole lot of time and money. And that seems like a pretty good idea. Welcome to the Drive to Succeed podcast. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Drive to Succeed podcast. If it's your first time tuning in today, my name is Daniel, the host of the show. This podcast exists to bring you new knowledge, wisdom, and truth in the world of entrepreneurship and self-development. Today's guest is the founder of multi-award winning tech startup Groundhog, which is a CRM and marketing automation tool built for WordPress websites that helps agencies and small businesses create their sales funnels, grow their email list, and scale their business. And in this episode, we talk about how Adrian created his first software product, developed the skill sets he learned from working for his parents' digital marketing agency, and how he used the power of networking and building real relationships to grow Groundhog and eventually creating a WordPress plugin business that serves 3,000 customers worldwide and generates $25,000 monthly recurring revenue. Before I send you off, make sure to share this episode to a friend who owns a small business or someone who's aspiring to start into digital marketing because Adrian shared stories that will help you transform and scale your business online. I just wanted to remind you as well that if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, The Drive to Succeed is available in Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Click that subscribe button right now. It would also mean the world to me if you would leave us a rating and a review. This way, it can improve our searchability, reach out, and impact more people too. And now, let's welcome Adrian Toby. It's awesome to be here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So I know you have a lot of things to talk about digital marketing and you really became successful at, at a very young age because I've seen your bio and it's quite an interesting journey for you as well. So just to give us a little context, who is Adrian for our listeners who are just listening to the first time? Absolutely. Uh, so I just turned 24 in May. I uh, have a number of products Mm-hmm. And I started out in sort of like the digital marketing space back in 2015. My parents have owned a digital marketing agency for the longest time. And before that, they did a lot of digital marketing training back when search engine optimization was really easy. And getting on the first page of Google search results was fairly trivial. Those days are long gone. But what my family used to do is basically tour the country in hotel rooms, hotel conference rooms, and seminar rooms, and 
we'd put 30 to 60 people in a room. And then over the course of one to three days, we would actually have them come in with their laptop and write a couple blog posts, build a couple backlinks. And lo and behold, you know, nine times out of 10, they'd be on either page two or page one, certainly much higher than they were before of the Google search results. And that was a fairly effective business model. Then uh, Google Panda update rolled out and the effectiveness of that one to three day course went way down because there's just so many more steps to take and so much more thought that had to be put into the content. And it was just, it, it became less feasible and more and more people, as we tried to like fit all the information that people needed in these three days, uh, more and more people ended up just saying, well, hey, listen, now I don't really have time for this. I'm running the business and I don't want to do this. Will you just do it for me? Uh, so out of that sprouted uh, my parents' digital marketing agency. And I worked in that agency from 2015 to 2018 uh, using all sorts of tools, WordPress, Infusionsoft, HubSpot, our active campaign. We built a whole bunch of different systems and processes for hundreds of different organizations here in Canada and throughout the world. And then at the same time, I was also doing university part-time. And in my third year of university, uh, I was looking at how long it would actually take me to graduate and actually get my diploma. And it was way out in like 2025 or something ridiculous. And I wasn't, I was just like, there's no way I'm going to put in that level of energy for, for, for this piece of paper. So I ended up dropping out. And then I also didn't really want to do agency work for the rest of my life. It's very demanding. It's very much uh, always you're, you're having cobbler sun syndrome. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that terminology. I'm not sure what that means. The cobbler's son is a, a cobbler is a shoemaker. Yeah. Right. So they make shoes or they fix shoes and you take, you know, you take your worn out shoes, you take them to a cobbler with nice shoes, you know, stuff that's made in Italy. <laughs> you take them to a cobbler <laughs> and they place the soles and shine them up and whatever. Right. And the cobbler's son always wears the worst shoes because the cobbler's son is always working on everybody else's. Right. And he never, he never has time for his own. And that's very much like the agency life is there. Everyone, you know, agencies are so focused on the results of their clients, which they should be, but they, they rarely ever have time to focus specifically on results for themselves. And uh, I'm very like, I want to create results for myself kind of person. So that's when I started to look at, well, what kind of products, what kind of solutions can we bring to the table that would allow me to create results for myself? Started looking at software. I was very familiar with a lot of digital marketing software. I'm like, well, what can we improve or innovate in this area? And that's how I ended up building Groundhog as a WordPress-focused solution for agencies, primarily. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, it's really funny how you say that, like, because most of agency owners, uh, like like ourselves, right, we, we tend to focus on looking for new clients. But once that is taken away from you, like, what's left? I, I always also interviewed other agency owners, and they, they somehow found the same pain point. Right, probably they were working on multi-million dollar projects, and then when the client closes up, they're trying to reinvent again themselves, either online or offline. Um, but interesting, you you mentioned so you were trained early on by by your parents, and you run an agency. You you also run an online course. I'm sorry, it's it's an in-person course, right? Because it's it was a hotel. Originally, yes. <laughs> back when back when people could do those things. 
But one of the things about digital marketing is that sometimes it can be really overwhelming that even though you spend three days with the, the delegates who attended, they can feel like, you know, like these are new stuff for me, right? Mm-hmm. So what made you go that route in going to, you know, building a product for WordPress? Why not just create an online course that does that? You know what I mean? Well, I've, I've always been into computer science. That's just kind of been, I, that's what I was going to school for. Uh, was computer science at U of T. And I had already built a WordPress kind of plugin business before. Uh, so I built my first product was called Formlift. And I was building that within the agency as a product for the agency. Uh, That's your, and, with your, your dad's business. I mean, yes. I and uh, I was building, I mean, it was my, it was kind of like my baby, but we, you know, I didn't have to get it incorporated or anything. So we just ran all the finances through, through the agency. And, you know, every time we got a new client, They'd buy that nice bit of recurring revenue there and also sold it just within the circles that I was a part of, like the Infusionsoft community and the certified partner community uh, of that is fairly close knit. So pretty, I've pretty much met all of my customers for that <laughs> product at conferences and like, oh, you use Formlift, you use Formlift. The problem with that, you know, the reason that we didn't really take that product and run with it is because it's capped in terms of the number of people that would actually use it. So one of the things about running a software company is a lot of people tack their software companies onto the backs of giants, right? HubSpot, Infusionsoft, ActiveCampaign, Shopify, yeah. right? And you know, a lot of these companies have like massive audiences, but at the end of the day, uh, your potential customer acquisition is capped by the number of customers that they have, right? So this, this Formlift product was capped at the number of people that were going to be using Infusionsoft and I also had no ownership over the actual customer. Like if I'm running a Shopify store and I buy like a $9 a month app to go on to Shopify, even though I'm paying for that additional app, I'm not their customer. I'm still Shopify's customer. If I cancel Shopify, everything else gets canceled, right? Uh, so that was kind of the reality of my first product. And I'm like, well, we can't, we can't grow this. Like piggyback on no, someone's platform. We need to have control over the customer and their customer journey and... Infusionsoft has never really been, you know, the strongest leader in terms of customer retention. So <laughs> uh, we're like, well, let's let's figure something something else out. And I'd already built a WordPress plugin, fairly familiar with the process, knew how, how to market it, and just built basically a CRM marketing automation platform that an agency could install into a client's WordPress website, eliminates a whole bunch of problems, a whole bunch of headaches, uh, and saves a whole lot of time and money. Uh, and that seemed like a pretty good idea. Interesting, interesting. And how long has it been started? Because also you, one of your messages is always about like bootstrapping a, a company, right? So mm-hmm. what are your thoughts right now? I know there's a lot of like resources for traffic right now, but what are your thoughts on like building, you know, something like you built on, on a zero budget? Uh, well, I did have zero budget. It is bootstrapped, yeah, yeah. but it wasn't a zero budget. We, you know, we did the friends and family funding round, yeah, yeah. which you should do. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know, if, if people are willing to support you, you should, you should accept that support, uh, which I did uh, as a loan and paid everybody back. Yeah. But, you know, take what you can get, get help. It certainly helps you get a little bit further, a little bit faster. Lets you help more people, makes bigger impact. Um, I mean, I've always bootstrapped everything that I've ever done. And so Formlift, Groundhog, Mailhawk, you know, my other, my other products are all bootstrapped mm-hmm. as well. And you can go get venture capital money, right? It's just, you know, it comes with strings. That's fine. There's, there's other 
venture capital options these days, though, that haven't existed before, like crowdsource funding, which is kind of a new thing that looks really, really interesting. Um, there are like micro VC funders where the loans aren't or like the, the investments aren't millions of dollars or in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, you know, they only come with like a 10% equity and, you know, and that those things seem kind of good. And, you know, we, we, we talked to a couple of people, we never actually took anybody's money, yeah. but the conversations were a lot different than, you know, say millions of dollars. And frankly, at our level that we're playing at, we spoke to a friend in the VC world and we're like, well, how much equity would we have to give up if we wanted to get, you know, a good, a good chunk, you know, a couple mil. And he basically said way too much <laughs> that you'd be actually willing to give up, yeah. right? Because that's, that's, that's just the game. And if you're not willing to give up equity, then you basically just price yourself out of the conversation already. Uh, and I've always been like, uh, hold on to everything, you know, don't give up equity. If you, if you have to, if you have to take money, borrow it, you know, pay it back. And that's just what you got to do. It's very interesting because I've seen I've seen the the platform Groundhog, right? Groundhog.io, and inside it, it's a WordPress plugin, but it integrates to a lot of things. And, and just a quick question, because unlike Infusionsoft or other softwares out there, there's a form of like they built a platform separately, um, where it's like a fully like SaaS product. But in your case, you go into a WordPress. So is there an advantage on that or a disadvantage or how, 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 how do even people find the product on, on WordPress or for the plugin? Well, in terms of advantages and disadvantages, uh, I never say that Groundhog is, is better. Other people will say that for me, but I'll never say it, it is different. Um, it is, it is different. Uh, it has, it has gives and takes. So it's open source and it's self-hosted, right? Those are the two big things. Open source and self-hosted means that you have full ownership over all of the data. You're with Infusionsoft for five years. Okay. You have like millions of people on your list and, you know, hundreds of campaigns running and all these things. You're having a rough month and you're, you know, $2,000 Infusionsoft bill, right? You can't pay it. It happens. Like, you know, there's entrepreneurship. Things go up, things go down. Uh, you don't pay that bill. What happens to your stuff? Gets turned off gets closed, gets deleted, you know, you don't pay the bill, you don't get the software, right? That's, that's the reality of SaaS. You're just renting space. If you don't pay, you don't pay your rent, you get evicted. Yeah. And with open source self-hosted stuff, you pay licensing fees. Mostly. I mean, in my case, you pay a licensing fee, it gets installed on your site. Uh, you don't pay the bill. The only thing you don't get is updates and support, but everything continues to work as exactly when you last paid. Uh, so that is a big advantage to a lot of people. They have complete ownership over the data. They can basically control the entire customer journey. That makes compliance with GDPR, HIPAA, Castle, California legislation super easy because you can put it on a server in the country that you live in. Um, and that makes it really, really, really effective for people who want, who are really like locking down on their compliance stuff. With that, you know, it's not it's not at all sunshine and rainbows. I mean, I think the trade-offs are worth it. So the trade-offs being that you are now responsible, right, for that data, right? So if you're with a SaaS provider, you know, they're providing the security and everything. And if something goes wrong, like it's their fault, mm. right? If, if something goes wrong and you're self-posting it, you know, that's your responsibility, uh, there's tons of ways to mitigate that though, you know, just invest in good hosting, 
right? From the literally hundreds of amazing hosting providers that there are for WordPress, uh, invest in a solid security plugin like WordPress or, or WordFence or Shield Pro or Security or whatever. Tons of great WordPress security providers. You know, you just you just load those up and you're pretty much golden, right? Um, you're also responsible for your own uptime, right? You know, you got to make sure that if the WordPress site's not working, your your you know your list's not working, your marketing automation's not working. So as long as the site's working, again, you're good. And mitigating that by choosing good hosting providers, using uh, top tier WordPress plugins. You know, you're not using anything off of like the back pages, yeah. right? <laughs> you're making sure that you're using stuff by serious authors, etc. Right. So there's tons of ways to to lower your risk for for self-hosting and it's just taking the time and, and steps to do that uh and then at the end of the day you know once you've taken those steps your self-hosted situation would be comparable to a SaaS hosted situation interesting interesting and and when we when you messaged me about uh, regarding your product so you told me you already reached 2700 um user base that are they're recurring is that it we have three thousand uh, 3000 understood and so how do you how do you rump that up from zero to 3000 and how long was was groundhog now uh we started groundhog in october of 2018. interesting so it's been almost three years three years so, three years in october understood and, and a thousand a thousand you can say like a thousand per year uh user acquisition well i mean yeah you could say that but the first year was more like 200. <laughs> <laughs> That is it. And, and what's the reason for, for the jump of user acquisition? Um, obviously, you come into podcasts because there would be a lot of like people interested in marketing automation as well. But w what are your thoughts in terms of like lead gen? Lead gen's hard, man. Uh, it really is. Pay paid lead gen, yeah. I find, is, is difficult. So I'll tell you a story. Back in 2018, we built, well, I, so I was working by myself at that point. I built Groundhog by myself in two months, an MVP. And then I threw it up on the WordPress.org repository where all the plugins go, uh, put up a sales page, and I gave it a ridiculously low price, certainly much lower than what we're selling it for now, and made a couple of ads. I had a really, what I thought was a really clever ad. It was a picture of money being flushed down a toilet. <laughs> and, uh, I said, and, and the caption was stop wasting money on marketing automation, right? Because the whole point about being self-hosted is like it's a flat rate one time or flat rate yearly fee self-hosted. That's another thing. There's no uh, scaling price. So we charge the same amount for someone with 500 people on the list as someone with 500,000 people on their list. It's the same price. Uh, and we're unique pretty much in, in that category of pricing for this kind of software. And so I had this ad and I think I spent in a week, in seven days, $3,000 of like sending traffic to this ad. And it got a lot of engagement, comments and uh, likes and shares and, and whatnot. And uh, so sending all these people to this landing page. Um, and then when the dust settles at the end of the week and I spent, oh my God, I spent $3,000. How did that happen? <laughs> Uh, I had made no money. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I think it's total like impression count was like, or total like interactions or like impressions count was something around the lines of like a thousand or two thousand, uh, and out of that, not not one sale. So that was just a total bust. You know, just stop that immediately. Like turn off. 
obviously paid ads on Facebook had, had not worked. Right. Uh, I can't say that I ever spent a good amount of time doing Google ads. Like we do a little bit now we buy our competitors names. Although uh, the, the average cost per click for CRM or marketing automation is $40 on, on Google ads, which for a small business is cost prohibitive. And the, the reason that it's so expensive that HubSpot and Salesforce can just afford to spend whatever the hell they want. So they drive up the, the, the cost to price people at a lower level out like myself, which is an effective strategy because I get priced out. So we spend money on, on buying the names of, of some of our closer competitors. That's pretty much all the PPC that we do. What I found to be much more effective, although not instantaneous, and that's kind of the thing, right? As marketers, we want instant <laughs> results. We want to be able to spend money and then immediately turn a dollar into $2, right? Um, and when you're in competitive industries, it can be quite difficult when you're kind of like the solo operator in, you know, a 30 kilometer radius. It's like, you know, it's no contest. Let's go. Let's spend a dollar, you know, $1 per click and then turn that into $10 or whatever. Right. Which we've done in for clients in the past. Uh, we, I remember uh, one specific client out in London, Ontario. Mm-hmm. Uh, what he does is he does construction bins. If you're renovating your house, you get a bin, you dump in the driveway, got the thing, fill up the bin, and they come and they take the bin away. There were two bin companies. There was bin there, dump that, and then there was our client, London Bin Rentals. Uh, and we did so good for London Bin Rentals that the other company actually closed up shop and moved to a different city. Wow. <laughs> so it's possible to do really well with you know paid ads. Yeah. Um, it just depends on the level of competition, right? So what I found way more effective is pretty much all of our growth has been organic. Um, I spent a lot of time coming on to shows like these, talking about the story, talking about what it does. Um, I've probably been on a few dozen podcasts at this point, do one every couple months, maybe a little bit more. I used to co-host a show with, with a friend, Jonathan Denwood. I did that for a year. Um, and kind of like mooched off his audience and, and brought them in the fold. I do webinars with other product providers. I do integrations mm. with other product providers. So if we build an integration and we go to a product and say, hey, we built this integration, they're like, great, you know, let's have a webinar. We'll email our list of like 50,000 people. And that actually happened with, uh, with a product called Buddy Boss. Mm. They're based in Canada um, as well or in the US? Buddy Boss is in, I think they're in Israel. Honestly. Okay. I think. Yeah, we built an integration with their product and I, I showed it to them like, great, you know, let's have you on a webinar like two weeks from now. We're going to email our list of like 50,000 people. There's like 200 people on the call. Uh, that was a $5,000 close. And then, you know, well, the, the rest trickled in a couple of days later, you know, because the discount code expires, like at the end of the week. Right. So everybody yeah. thinks about it. Uh, so a lot of that and uh, that has been a very effective strategy. It's networking. You know, it's like networking has never failed, right? (laughs) (laughs) Networking has never failed to produce results. So, you know, the right, it's not about, you know, what you know, it's about who you know. And And that's always true. So I just, I just started to know the right people went to the right places, had the right conversations. And uh, from their audiences, I built my own. Interesting. Interesting. So it's a form of, uh, you can say growth hack, like tapping into other people's audience and bringing it back to you and something like that. I don't think it's a growth hack because it took probably six months <laughs> before 
I actually saw any return on the investment in time and energy, right? Yeah, no, it's a slog. It is. Uh, it takes time to build relationships, right? I remember getting on a show with uh, Jonathan Denwood, and that's how I met a really good friend of mine, Chris Badgett, who runs another WordPress plugin company, Lifter LMS. And I was on his show, and he's like, you should totally be on my show. And I'm like, great, schedule it four months from now. <laughs> <laughs> and then release it another like, two months. Great! You know, it's like, can we do that next week, maybe? No, but that's kind of how it works, right? You build, you, but you build the relationships, you make friends, and that eventually turns into your 15 minutes in the spotlight, right? And, you know, then you make your pitch. And if your pitch is good, then, then it works out. And then you continue, right? And but that's not the end of it. You have to continue working on the relationships and adding more value. And that's what it's really all about at the end of the day. If, you're an individual who can add value to someone else's life and 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 the lives of other people's audiences and you know their own lives then you'll you'll be fine right you can't exist within this universe and add value and not be noticed and and not make it you know there are certain strategies that help you get to the end point a little bit faster right but if you're if you're adding value you'll be found or, you know, opportunity will present itself. And then it's on you and your responsibility to actually act on that. Right. I think, I think that's, a, I think that's a fairly true statement. Uh, if you're not adding value, then, you know, that's, that's, it's a little bit different, <laughs> right? You can, you can go pretty long without, without anything really happening, but I'll tell you what, when I decided that, you know, I have value that I can bring to the table, you know, how do I share this with people? How do I get my product out there? How do I, how do I get the way that I ended up on those podcasts in the first place is I just went to Google and I typed in WordPress podcast and I made a list of 30 people and I emailed every single one of them <laughs> and maybe four or five people got back to me <laughs> out of those 30. And, you know, a lot, I got a lot of, we don't take, we don't take guest submissions. We'll, we'll reach out to you if we want you. Right. Just saying no they, right now. <laughs> actually, I remember that. I remember I was on one show. And they're like, you asked to be on like, like a year ago. I'm like, yeah, that was me. You know, it's like, and then we reached out to them. I'm like, yeah, it's nice to be here. <laughs> uh, but, you know, four or five people got back to me and they're like, yeah, we'd love to have you on the show. And, you know, here's a, here's a Calendly link, book yourself in and you go and you do it. And then, you know, all of these podcasters listen to each other's podcasts or they talk on their Slack channels or whatever. And they're like, I just had this Adrian guy on, you know, you should check him out. It was a, it was a good show. And that's kind of how it spurred. And then, uh, I think it kind of came to a head. I was on the Mixergy podcast with Adam Warner, and that was a lot of fun. Um, and from that show, because all of the other podcasters listen to this guy's show, right? And I'm like, wow, that was a really good show. So I got immediately like a bunch of emails from from a bunch of different podcasts. So like, hey, listen, I just listened to you on Mixergy. Would you come be on my show? And I'm like, sure. You know, why not? And and it kind of just snowballs from there. So once you kind of get like the big fish, it kind of just like continues to to snowball. But it started with me just Googling and just soliciting, you know, cold calling, door knocking, whatever you want to call it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Selling my time, selling myself and my time for free. As long as you're adding value, right? If you can bring value to the call, you know, you've done your job. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that, that I really love about when you like speak for the past five, 10 minutes is that, you know, most people think that you, when you put yourself online, it's going to go back instantly, right? Because if you search just the term like how to make money online on YouTube, you'll probably see 10 different ads <laughs> about like shiny object syndrome. But of course, an affiliate, <laughs> you know, make a product, hire someone on Upwork, you know, this is, run an agency. 
right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, that's interesting. Um, and also, just a quick question. I'm really curious as well, because most of the time, there's a gap between generational founders like yourself, right? Um, and there are times where you probably, maybe back in the day, not now, but maybe back in the day that like, people are you know, having a hard time to take you seriously. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like pe- for younger generation listening probably on your episode right now? There have only been in my career uh, a few pointed incidents of my age being taken to account in terms of the value that I could provide and the experience that I bring to the table. And I've, I've been fortunate that it's only been limited to a few incidents. And I don't really want to go like too deep into that because, you know, it's, it's shitty. But I, I, there's a number of people who are my age that kind of fall into that category where, you know, we're all, you know, we're young, we're hot shots, right? We just, we want to, we want to make change. We want to see, we want to be, we want to move mountains. That's just what we want to do. Uh, and there's a lot of people on, on, in the world who haven't been able to do that. They're much older than us and they see us doing it. And that, that's what ends up turning into those incidents where there's targeted verbiage towards you can't do this because you've only been on this planet so many years, right? And there is no excuse or there's no replacement for years of experience, right? You've just, you know, once you've been around a certain amount of time, you've seen a number of uh, amount of things to compensate for that. And, and when I run in those situations, I merely surround myself with people who are much more experienced than I am. So I've been very fortunate that everyone in my inner circle and everyone in my like kind of a direct circle of influence would never ever question my thoughts or, or, or anything based on my age. Because I surround myself with people who have many years experience. And whenever I'm unsure of something, I don't make something up, right? I ask them, you know, have you seen this before? What would you do? Right. And then I get their answer, their very experienced answer. And then I take that information and I go to, you know, person B and I'm like, I learned this from X person who's very experienced. Right. <laughs> I think we should, I think it's a good idea for these reasons. Here's why we should implement it. Right. I always back up my assertions with either my own life experiences or the experiences of others and where I got that from. I never make wild claims baseless on on fact or on you know not not based on fact uh and i think that's for the most part served me well it's just the fact that i surround myself with experienced people and whenever i don't have an answer i don't make something up i I go ask someone who knows better than i do and you know that's also part of the battle is knowing knowing better than to then or knowing when to go ask for help and when to seek out someone who knows better right that's also part of the battle and you know some people don't know when to do that uh I probably do it too much to the point where my 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 circle of influence is quite annoyed. <laughs> They're like, okay, Adrian, I think you can figure this one out by yourself. Yeah, yeah I understand, understood. Well, as we move towards the end of the show, just uh, tell us uh, what is Groundhog all about, and how can it help you know agencies and entrepreneurs enter in you know into digital marketing? Absolutely. So, marketing and CRM is uh, a lot of the times a very cost prohibitive. Uh, product. When you have a list of 10,000 people, your bill can be in the thousands of dollars a month, depending on the provider that you choose. Uh, With Groundhog, it's super easy. Just install a WordPress plugin onto your WordPress site. It's a flat fee, which means that as your business grows, you will never pay more. And we also grandfather our pricing. So even if we did increase our pricing, uh, you would always pay the same rate that you uh, 
you're locked uh, in. The first place locked in at. Uh, we have integrations with all of the major WordPress plugin providers, WooCommerce, easy to downloads, every single WordPress form plugin, uh, Lifter LMS, LearnDash, BuddyBoss, you know, if you're building a community. Uh, and we build all of those, a lot of those in-house and uh, all of them under one pricing structure. So you don't have to go out and you don't have to buy Zapier. You don't have to buy all of the other different third-party integration platforms. It's just install, 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 and it all works nice in harmony. So if that sounds something like your business could use, that you would benefit from saving a whole lot of time and a whole lot of money, uh, then go to groundhog with two gs.io. You can find us there. Uh, on, if you're interested in me personally and kind of the more other shows that I've done like these and uh, other value conversation or other value laden conversations that I've had with uh, other amazing hosts, uh, you can go to Adrian Toby, T O B E Y.com, and where I post every single one of my recorded interviews there. Well, thank you so much, Adrian. My last and final question is if everything is stripped away from you, right? And you got to start all over again. I don't know. Maybe you try to flip Groundhog and sell it to like a big software company or I don't know, or a VC company, right? Um, and sadly, or, you know, you, you found yourself lost and you just wanted to reinvent yourself again. Everything is stripped away from you. What would be your main drive to succeed? Uh, it's like one of those, like, that's like the Russell Brunson, like 30 days question right there. Really? Are you familiar with that? The 30 day challenge? <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I'm always sure uh, the 30 day uh, challenge, but I'm not sure that it's part of it. But, you know. um, let me think main drive to succeed well i mean i've always just been an incredibly competitive person <laughs> uh ever since i was like super young i've just been incredibly incredibly competitive and i think that's certainly part of it it's just i have an internal drive to to succeed and there's also you know i just want to help people that's why I do Groundhog, you know, there's all there's, you know, for personal fame and glory. Sure. But my main drive at the end of the day is, you know, I want to I want to help other people. I want to see people succeed. I want to see businesses succeed. I want to see agencies succeed. You know, having come from that life, I know it's a freaking tough go. Right. And I know all of the, the, the pain points that come with it. And I just want to be able to, you know, when I when I when I read reviews, uh, of which we have, I think, 99 on our WordPress repository listing. You know, I go through those reviews sometimes and, and, and I tear up because, you know, these people's lives have been like forever changed by something that my team and I created. And I just think that's really cool. And I think that's the reason that I do what I do to make change in the universe that helps people just live a little bit of a better life. Well, once again, Adrian, thank you so much for sharing your journey. Until next time. Bye for now. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review in Apple Podcasts. This way it can improve our searchability, reach out and impact more people too. I just wanted to remind you as well, if you are a value-driven entrepreneur or business owner and you wanted to scale your message without being a full-time marketer, I created a downloadable PDF guide on how you can position yourself as a thought leader in your field, build a personal brand without posting daily online. If this is you, go to the website at thedrivetosucceed.com forward slash scale. Again, the website is thedrivetosucceed.com forward slash scale. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Bye for now.